welcome to TA1. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson. Just back yesterday, or the day before, from Expedition, Oregon. It was a fantastic race, as many of the dot watchers might have seen. Uh, some new interesting things. 80-ish racers. Not one single person uh, had to withdraw from the race. And they experienced some pretty miserable cold temperatures. Um, pack rafts and gear covered with ice at night. Uh, it was 26 the last morning when I got out there. So I'm sure it was pretty miserable. In fact, I asked Chad Spence how it was and he said it was cold. And he's Canadian, so you know it must have been cold. Uh, no injuries on the course except for a slight cut in the climbing and um, only one penalty for a team that unluckily needed to take a uh, little bit of a different route. Not for very long on the uh, uh, out of bounds road just as Adrian, our official, was driving by. So pretty good race in that standpoint. I think that the people, racers, really seem to like the climbing part of it. It was certainly fun to be there and watch them, since I didn't have to do it. So, and I've posted, and it seems like uh, people might like some more of that. So, I uh, should have, try and talk to a few people next few weeks about the race, and get it from some of the racers' perspectives, but... Uh, Kudos to Jason, Chelsea, Daniel, and their whole band racing, and uh, everybody that helped put it on. So, let's go. Let's talk to uh, JD and Barbara. JD was at this race, too. So, anyway, uh, enjoy. Go fast. Take chances. And um, if you have a little bit of a delicate psyche just be aware that we talk about JD running around without any pants on. So, um, listener beware. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, Randy. Oh, you scared me. Are you able me. to hear me? <laughs> hey. hey. Ah, everything works great except it wasn't ringing. Oh. <laughs> Were you? So. Are you able to hear me? Yeah, you sound good. Great. And Barbara, are you there too? <laughs> I hope so. Oh no, that's not JD. No, it's me. Ha ha. Ha ha. Where you at, JD? I, I'm actually uh, gonna have Toffee talk for me. She's right here. Okay. No, Toffee doesn't know all the stories. Oh, so. that's right. She yeah. only she can only handle one story per day. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> I got a little uh, chili dog at my feet. She's like, Dad, let's get this done so we can go play. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, um, okay. Who are you? I know. And, and everybody listening knows, but introduce yourselves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Barbara Niesmay. I live in Michigan. And I had the sincere fortune. Good luck. The stars aligned to race with the most famous. This is where you say your name, JD. 
Oh, J.D. Eskelson <laughs> in Utah. Here in we Utah. go. Yep, nice, nice. Way to put go. that on cue. On We're going to get started now. Yeah. Randy, I'm not sure you're ready for us. <laughs> oh, I can, I, I've handled both of you. We're so a hot mess together, though. Yeah. Well, that's the way I like it. So, J.D., you were episode 35. Ooh, back oh. in the day when I was in Germany. Yeah. Yep. Um, in October of 2014, if you can believe that. I'll be darned. Yeah. And Barbara, you were on episode 209. So you're like the closest, quickest, second timer ever. Wow, that's uh-huh. an honor. Yeah. Except well, you don't you ever go. get you don't get your own episode. You got to share all the time. Well, I like it that way. Yeah. Sharing's caring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so teamwork. So, yeah. okay, where do we start with this? I should probably say this is an explicit. There's going to be images talked about that young children shouldn't hear about on this this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I come with I come with a waiver. <laughs> yeah, so. no kidding. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, JD. Where do we even start? All right, so where, where did where did you go? What did you do? What race were you at? Well, we were at Expedition Guaraní, um, which is the race in Paraguay. Um, the race director is um, Gustavo. Oh gosh, it's terrible. I can't even think of his last name. I'd have to look it up. And then um, Ertzi does the course. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And some of the research I did on this is that they don't have like many countries, I mean, this is not just Paraguay, but many countries um, don't have topographical maps. So Earthsea basically has to create the maps, um, you know, just create them, which is probably a huge endeavor. Yeah. So, like, he has to, like, physically go out, walk, draw lines on a piece of paper? and. Well, he, he did aerial. <laughs> And then um, I wonder if there was some some GPS mapping. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm thinking about J.D., as he called it, the super secret squirrel trail. <laughs> <laughs> there was a trail that he put on there. It was marked as dotted lines. <laughs> so and I called it a super squirrel trail. And I ended up losing an AF battery there and met some great people. Yeah, but then we wound up right back on the same road we started on, and then and Uli just started cussing yeah. you out. <laughs> yeah. And your response was, "Well, at least we didn't lose elevation." <laughs> That's right. It's all never lose your elevation. <laughs> you can spend two hours in the same spot, but just don't lose your elevation. <laughs> That's right. Priorities. That's right. Elevation, oh elevation, and airspeed. You want to keep. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Oh man. So that's what we did. It's a, so yeah, maps were uh, yeah fifth year. So pretty yeah. even good actually for whole other art. Oops, where'd you go, JD? Uh, still, I'm I'm kind of on the edge of the mountains right here. Yeah, so you're breaking up. Keep going. Yeah. So so what? Why this race? How did you guys come to do it together? Where did the team come from? And, and uh, you know, what's all the background until we get there? How did you get there? 
Well, JD, okay. you why don't you start and then I'll pop. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so let's see. The race was in, um, at the end of March. So, you know, back in 2018, probably, I don't know, October, November, December, I was like, hey, I was talking to my old teammates from Mexico, uh, Team Tini, uh, Jorge and Yuli, that we raced uh, Nordic Islands with all across Scandinavia last August. So we raced together and, and had a great experience there for the racing together for the first time. So we looked look forward well, what's next? Let's South America. It's in Mexico and uh, South America, you know, they speak Spanish and I speak Spanglish. It's like, all right, let's do Paraguay. But then we could, the, our female fell through, then uh, so I put out feelers on the Facebook and AR group and personal contacts and everything. And it went back and forth and back in months. And it's like, okay, this is now we're like, uh, I don't know, January, February ish. And I'm like, we still don't have a fourth for our female. And probably two months or so out, I talked to Barbara briefly. She says, Hey, I'd like to do an expedition length race with you someday. Uh, maybe not, not Paraguay. Paraguay. <laughs> maybe, maybe not Paraguay. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That's in the back of my mind and burn. Okay. Yeah. Great. So always, and I, you know, we raced together 2015 on, we did the ultra trans Rockies race across the Rockies six days. So we met there and, uh, knew each other. And also just from being at different adventure races throughout the years. So fast forward is like, Oh, still couldn't find a fourth person, a female. And then, uh, I just hit her up like what six weeks out. I said, "Congratulations, you're going to Paraguay." <laughs> <laughs> that was my interview process. I know that's what he said. He said you're going to Paraguay, and it was one of those times. Like, so Andy, I'm getting to that age where I'm up at 2 a.m. You know, yeah. And um, and actually, I bring this up because it's foreshadowing some of the story that we're going to be telling. And um, I saw this message. And, of course, I couldn't go back to sleep. And I was like, I'm not going to Paraguay. Well, let me see how much it costs to fly there. Well, they do speak Spanish. I have always wanted to race in a Spanish-speaking country. And I'm not going. And then the next morning, I said, oh, my gosh, I got the craziest message from J.D. My husband knows J.D. And my husband said, what? And I said, so congratulations going to Paraguay. He started laughing. And he said, so you're going, right? And I'm like, no, maybe. I don't know. And by that night, we were talking about flight plans. So, yeah, <laughs> there yeah. I was. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you're, yeah. I mean, you're an adventure, typical adventure racer. It's like, no, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of my crazy yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I've had that discussions um, at home, too. So, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm, I kind of want to do it. So, well, good for you for saying yes. <laughs> So, so why JD that? (laughs) What was the hesitation? I didn't know. I hadn't raced with them before, and I, I, I I didn't even know who the other two teammates were. I had no idea. So, so it wasn't Paraguay, or it wasn't that it was six weeks away. It's like you're not sure. You're not sure you want to go in the jungle with JD. Of course, I would go in the jungle with JD. (laughs) So. <laughs> I mean, after what we went through, holy crap! <laughs> yeah. 
quite a race. Hey, so so let's we'll get there because I think that's where all the good stories is. But was it um, you know, sometimes going to Central or South America can be you know as much of a race as the race. How how was it actually literally getting there? Oh, that was brutal. It took me uh, like four or five airports in about 27 hours and like three or four time zones. For Barbara, it's a straight shot. I think she's in the same time zone from straight down from Michigan. Yeah, I was in the same time zone, and I only had one connecting flight in Brazil. I mean, it was I, – I purposefully, Randy, went back into some of your – um, racing podcasts to hear about people traveling to South America. Um, right now, I'm remembering uh, Mary Chandler's in particular um, about traveling to South America, and actually, those tips were really helpful. Huh. Well, for once, the podcast is worth something. Yay, us! Oh, <laughs> fantastic! So, so what? What? What made it easier? Is it just not a lot of transfers, or you know what? What was your secret? Um, well, for me, I mean, I, I actually, I, I should give a shout out to Jason Urtfix because he basically sent me a list of what to pack where. And people who know him are probably laughing right now because it's not a surprise that he has a list for the bike box. He has a list for your duffel bag, a list for your carry-on, and a list for your personal item. Yeah. And um, I followed that list, and um, and then with Emily and Earl's challenges going to <laughs> New Zealand. Uh, I think JD and I called Delta like seven times between us to make sure they could take our bike boxes. Yeah. Uh, and when I got to the airport, they just picked up my bike box. They said, hmm, probably about the right weight. They picked up my duffel. And this is in Detroit. <laughs> they picked up my duffel. Hmm, probably the right weight. You're good. I was like, no so, kidding. Nice. So it's, it's uh, better to be lucky than good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Emily and Earl have uh, have spawned a, a bunch of phone calls now to uh, to airports. So, you know, I, we we'd never had a problem here even back in the day when I would take a bike when I was bike racing. But you know, we have little regional jets now. You got to get to to Denver or, or Minneapolis, so it's yeah, it could be a hassle. Well, it is. Actually, it's funny you mention that because that's exactly the first hurdle I encountered leaving Salt Lake City, which is a major Delta hub, and I fly with them on purpose a lot because they have military excess baggage and oversized baggage waivers, yeah. right? Yeah. And never, ever had a problem with them, especially out of the Salt Lake hub. Well, apparently, I got the two worst ladies ever. <laughs> I spent yeah. 45 minutes trying to explain what was in the box, and then it was overweight, so I moved one and a half kilos, three pounds or so, yeah. uh, out of the box to make it underweight, but then they said it's still oversized. So yeah. with, instead of missing my flight, I paid them 150 bucks, and I'm like, this is no bueno. Here we go. Hopefully this is not an omen for how the race is going to go. And, and uh, went from there. Yeah. And then uh, I get on the flight, sitting there in my seat. Everyone's coughing, hacking, because, you know, it's winter in Utah, and I just came off the mountain skiing at 10,000 feet in, in the snow, and the air wasn't working. And I told the the, the stewardess, uh, can you tell the captain to turn on the air? You know, it's 2019. I know this this plane has air. Yeah. Basically, they didn't. So long flight, Salt Lake to Atlanta. I had a five-hour layover there. 
I'm in the Delta Club, which was a whole other incident to get into, being military. Anyhow, by then, I, I was, I could tell I was getting sick. And I'm like, this is not right. And uh, fast forward, I go to Brazil. I arrive in Paraguay. Uh, those, my two teammates were there t two days prior. Barbara got there the day before me. By the time I arrive, I have basically a day and a half to get ready. And then all of a sudden, get off the plane, it's like, in your face, like a blanket over your mouth, humidity and heat. Mm. So that just exacerbated my sickness, and I'm like, oh, my God, where's the pharmacia? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, there. that was the Take first thing there, you Barbara. did. Take it from there. Oh, gosh. So, I mean, he was talking about how he was feeling, and then Jorge and Uli had um, a, a mouth spray for cold. And they handed it to him, and JD probably put it up his nose. <laughs> because they said something nasal. I'm sorry, I that was so funny. It was brutal, so I hurry up and did it the other nose, and it was supposed to be for my throat. So it, that, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even breathe for a minute. It was absurd. So anyway, what we did is we just um, we hopped on bikes to um, go to the pharmacy because I'm like, look, you need some. We're, we're gonna need extra Claritin. You need a decongestant. You need Advil. And then, you know, Kathy, your girlfriend, was sending you suggestions also, and and we were gonna go get. Oh, but the day before, I should add, uh, the day before when um, we got on bikes to get out and figure some stuff out, it turned out my bike brake was broken. So we had to go. Fortunately, there was a truck store in town, and um, I have XTR brakes, and they said, do you want to replace with XTR? And I said, yes. And they started calling around, and they started laughing at how much it cost. And I said, okay, we'll just – and I speak some Spanish, and I just said, lo más básico, lo más, the most basic you can find. We're good. I just got to get to the start line here. So, but anyway, fast forward to um, going to the pharmacy. Um, that in of itself was an interesting endeavor, trying to figure out the ingredients and you know making sure we're not like completely doping JD up here. <laughs> At the same time, something helpful. <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah. So how many? How many? How much uh, medicine did you come back with? A whole oh bag full of all three of different types. Antihistamine, decongestion, you name Cough it. Cough drops, yeah. everything. When you're when you're sick like that, I mean obviously it is physical, but how much of it how much like energy does it take out of you just like worrying about it? Oh, dude, brutal. I only had like 30, maybe 32, 24 hours before the race started. And I'm telling you, when the race started with all those meds, they dry you out, they, they raise your heart rate, all that. Mm -hmm. um, it, was, it was only a five-day race, but for me, because of the sickness, it, it felt like a 10-day race. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. You're kind of like uh, on top of getting everything ready for the race, you're trying to get your body healthy. You well, it was, it was a 10-day right. race. <laughs> Case in point, I couldn't even concentrate to pack my own food, so Barbara helped Ziploc all my own my food because I couldn't even think straight. So I just stared at it. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. so teamwork. That was, you know, yeah. another 
first. I never experienced that before, so that was uh, I know, yeah. and I was making you drink all the detox tea and giving you all these herbal supplements that I had, and it was yep. just throwing everything we could at it. Huh. So, so Barbara, what are you thinking about this? Your first international expedition <laughs> race, and it's like this is not going well. <laughs> well, it was. I mean, you know, I I went into it with a sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, they were very serious. They said, you know, we expect to do a full course. This is what we're planning on. This is how it's going to go. And I said, I'm ready because I've I've been training through the winter, preparing for the season, and then ramped up my training a lot um, in that last bit um, to get it together to be ready. But um, I still felt like, you know, one thing I had learned about JD is that he pulls a rabbit out of a hat more often than not. So I thought, well, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I am a pretty positive person, and, and, you know, I'll always be okay. Situations may not be, but I'll always be okay. So yeah. I, I didn't – I figured the worst thing we could do was worry about it. True, that makes sense, yeah. So so how were you feeling by the time you got to the start? <laughs> uh, less than a half a million. Okay. It was, it was brutal. I, uh, I was. I, I tried to sleep on the bus, and I swear to God, I got the team that never shut up. They talked in Spanish for three hours. I'm yeah. like, <clears throat> I don't know what they're talking about. I'm like, I think they're really worried about the course. So it was ridiculous. <laughs> So I get off the off the uh, the bus and they hand you the maps, kind of like old Eagle Challenge days. Mm-hmm. So then I'm, uh, oh, that's when we discovered. I'm sitting there trying to uh, do the maps on this wooden table, and of course there's metal underneath. And Barbara, uh, we look at my compass and it has a bubble in it, right off the <laughs> bat, a global compass. I'm like, oh, here we go, Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so basically, the first stage was like ten checkpoints of running through the mountains in the jungle. Kind of was more sparse. And you know, first two, everyone's congregated together, <clears throat> and then by three, I'd already rolled my ankle after going through a fence. Uh, and that's when your heart rate just started. My going heart rate crazy. was so high it was like 200 plus that I couldn't even. Uh, I was sweating like a, I was in a sauna, steam room. And then I'm like, I just ended up giving you guys. Who did I give the maps to, Barbara? Well, the maps, ironically, the maps went to Uli and Jorge. I didn't realize you didn't have a map. <laughs> and then I asked, and Uli and Jorge don't know anything. I mean, they, they didn't know where we were. And yeah. I said, what do you mean you don't know where we are? And they said, we don't know where we are. And I said, give me a map. <laughs> give me a map. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I didn't expect to be navigating in my first international expedition race, but here we go. <laughs> you know. Um, and um, I identified that we probably hadn't gotten to this one big intersecting trail and once we got there I could kind of try to start figuring our way out but um, I had shared this with JD um, you know mid-race and I think he did what he could to help with it is that um, Uli and Jorge absolutely love JD and they think he is the greatest thing which is true um, but it made it hard for them to listen to me. Okay. And, um, 
and so if he said, no, let's go this way, even in his fevered kind of feeling terrible state. State of mind. I know, who didn't even have a map in his hand. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And I'm like, no, wait. <laughs> so we must have looked a little like squirrels looking for a nut <laughs> for three and four. But then we got up back up. And then at, just before four, four, JD, you were laying in the grass saying, just go find the checkpoint and come back and get me. And I'm like, no, we can't do that. No, I'm like, just keep me here. I'll survive. Or something. I know. I've got some food that you packed me, Barbara. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm going to die in South America. I'm like, oh, my God. I know. That's, I was like, we're at checkpoint four. Yeah. The five-day race. And it felt like I was dying. Like, uh, is is that I, maybe as bad as you've ever felt in a race? Yes, it, I think it takes the, the top as the wow. worst I've ever felt out of all my years of racing. And then I got thinking, man, what did I get at the pharmacia? Did I get the right shit, the right prescription? Huh. It, so, it was I was I was out on out of there. It was like my mind and body was yeah. on Mars. On, so in, so like the drugs were kicking in, and it was the drugs really affecting you, probably. Well, it's just the exertion rate. Uh, yeah. They dehydrate you. They raise your heart rate. And then yeah. I just came from the snowy mountain, yeah. and it's hot and humid. I, I felt like I was racing in a steam room, not a sauna, like a steam room the whole time because my sweat factor was unreal. And mm. yeah. it was just hard to maintain a lower heart rate and be efficient, you know, and yeah. and concentrate on those, you know, the best maps they had. So it was whew, brutal. Yeah, That was only stage one. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, and, yeah. Oh, so ahead. I want to just ask you, Barbara. So did um, did the rest of the team start to figure out that you sort of knew what you were doing? Yeah, I mean, um, they they started to, and then I think JD said something after the first stage, like yeah. you know she's trying to help here, and yeah. um, you really should listen to her, and you know, and 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 I and I appreciated that. I mean, because yeah. uh, that. I, I don't know if you remember that um, when we were biking after you, well, we won't, we won't fast forward. We got to keep this in chronological order so we can keep the suspense of all the stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. they figured out once I was speaking German, Spanish, English, they, uh, I was really messed up in the head. <laughs> so, so, well, I'm, I'm kind of curious, were they, was it because you're a new teammate or was it that macho stuff that they weren't sure about the woman navigating? Uh, it's the latter because the uh, <laughs> bird told me about this. That's just the way yeah. South American countries are, per se. Yeah. Right, Barbara? Yeah, I mean, I would say part of it, they didn't know me. Yeah. And then also, how is it possible that a woman can have a compass and a map in her hand and know what to do with it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, it, I mean, in you know, it defied any sense of what they knew, and I was trying to explain. I'm not like most people you meet. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, I mean, you're in the middle of jungle, <laughs> Paraguay. <laughs> I mean, they see me as like the pharmacia, and they see me as like you know, packing as food, and you know, and, and yeah. like the caretaking role, which is fine. Whatever yeah. I I seek to fill whatever role is needed as best as I know how, and some yeah. things I'm better at than others, but. Yeah. Um, is that a little frustrating, um, or are you, just, are you cool with it and you understand? 
Well, I understood it. I mean, yeah. because I spent a lot of time with people from Mexico early in my career, and that's how I learned Spanish. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, it, it just is what it is. And, you know, I had a little anxiety in this first stage, you know, with JD being so sick yeah. and, you know, trying to stay on track. It's my first expedition. I mean, what I didn't share with you is I went to the bathroom before we even started. And I couldn't figure out how to flush the toilet. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I am so lost in some ways here. And I, and I was feeling really nervous about being this American girl and, you know, kind of this responsibility. I I don't know how many of these people have met other American racers. I feel like if this is a cool, I think this is a great race for people to come to from the U S and, um, I want them to be welcomed and I don't want to screw it up for people in the future. Um, and later, though, I'll I'll share later. I, I I found out I have nothing to worry about. So. Yeah, that's what I can't figure. So, the first trekking stage. Did you ever kind of start to get into a rhythm? Yeah, yeah we did five, actually. Yep. Yeah, five, six, and seven, and then going to eight. At one point, JD in a fevered state said, "No, I think it's this way." <laughs> <laughs> We, people said we were right on the line, and then they're like, where are they going? What are they doing? <laughs> and then 9 and 10, you know, went mm. fine. So. And then they found their way to a tienda, <laughs> which is where the, beer, where the beer drinking started. So. Oh, that's a surprise. They well, have it lunch. was 5 o'clock the first day? <laughs> are well, you after, kidding me? Well, it's after 5. Oh, well, the first day? Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, hey, okay. It, it's light beer, race beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So I was like, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> yeah. Did they have monster cheeseburgers? <laughs> Not oh. yet. Okay. Not yet. There's Not a little, little cheeseburger story. Yeah. yeah. So... You can't make it to the trek. Talk to me. Tell me about this uh, swim run thing because it was um, holy. Yeah, well, yeah we that's what that's what I that was the word I was looking for. <laughs> I have to. I, we have to back up just a smidge. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we got back to the transition and um, we did our stuff to transition. Had some problems there and got out of the TA. We were seven k out of the TA and. JD, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. JD puked his guts out. Remember nice that? Intersection. It was great. I know, and that kid came out from the house and he was asking us, What's wrong with your friend? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with the gringo? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And you know, and I'm like, Are you sure we should continue? Because we're close enough to the TA we can go back or and so then I'm, like, throwing Tums and Pepto at him and then making the other guys take Tums and, you know, I'm just, like, throwing everything at them. Oh, yeah, we're not going back. <laughs> yeah, no, right. He's like, we are not quitting. I'm like, okay, I'm just, just checking, just checking. Yeah. And, um, and we worked very closely on, you know, direction with bearings. And, uh, like, I had the compass and it was doing the distances. And I had the second map. And then um, – JD had, you know, was following the primary map, and um, that was the night that we met the Guawani on the motorcycle. Oh yeah, remember? 
like yeah, old McDonald's to, farm where we went know, to this farm we where everything's ranch. Chickens and El Rancho. Oh. Yeah. I know. And that's when we learned that Guaraní really wanted to talk to us. So they would go get like sister, friend, cousin, neighbor who spoke Spanish. And um, because a lot of native Guaraní don't, where we were at least, didn't speak Spanish. Okay. They spoke the native language Guaraní, which is the first language of Paraguay. It's a beautiful language. Um, anyway, um, but I also had to make myself scarce because, it, you know, culturally, I couldn't really get involved in the conversations. Huh. Um, what was also interesting is that they're all offering us water. And curious to me, uh, people ask me all the time, did you treat it? Did you treat it? And I said, I don't think we could have because I think they were kind of waiting for us to drink it in front of them. Yeah, um, yeah so, it was a different experience. Definitely something you would never see as a tourist down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we had another younger team with us on the shorter course that I think one of the two of the guys actually spoke well in the – Oh, that that's right. Yeah, that helped. And it's like 2 in the morning. You know, who knows? It was – Pitch black. Who knows what, yeah. Oh, we're looking at cars. It was yeah, it was late. Some some ranch and these guys are like helping us. It was great. It was yeah. I know we're trying to keep up with this guy on his motorcycle, just basically riding straight through the bush. <laughs> that was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it's so, so anyway, then we make it to the swim trek swim, and I'll let JD go over from here. Yeah, so we bike pretty much. Um, for I don't, quite a while or all night. So we get to the swim run, whatever. And, you know, we did this in uh, Nordic Islands, uh, us three guys. Yeah. And it was pretty epic. I mean, it's a new sport per se. I think the Swedes, Scandinavians just made it up because there's a lot of islands. So now Paraguay incorporated it, kind of like how pack rafting caught on. Mm-hmm. So we had to swim this big lagoon out to this other piece of landmass, and there's a couple checkpoints out there, but now it's, it's dark. And as we're going, you know, we check our gear. We got to bushwhack and go through the jungle. And at one point, I stopped and I asked uh, Yuli, you know, speaks the least amount of English, and uh, to check my back of my pack because I put my PFD and clipped it to my pack, and then I put my little inflatable mattress inside a Lecky trekking pole compression sack, in, and then centered in the PFD and inside my pack. And I go, hey, is my? I had a little surfboard. $20 from Walmart versus the square mattress these other guys had. So I was stoked to use that. So he goes, yeah, it's there. So we bushwhack through the jungle, and we get to the edge of the lagoon at who knows what time, pitch black. We're like, oh, the water's warm. It's crazy. It's not like the Baltic Sea or Alaska. So it's warm. We start getting our stuff unpacked. Everyone's getting their mattress out, and I go to find mine, and guess what? Elgano, zero, nada, nix. Somehow it came out bushwhacking, and now we're like, okay, Murphy's on me again. So now we got to go across the big ass lagoon in the night, navigate four people, three air mattresses. Yeah. Lord, <laughs> what a what a Barnumum Circus. Of we tried about ten different techniques. <laughs> it was, was absurd. Crazy. It was like, okay, how creative can we get? Uh, and basically, I ended up, Jorge would be in the front. You know, he's smaller than me. And I jumped on the back, and my face is right in his arse. Right, right there. 
For real. Like, no space. I, I, I could almost rest my chin on it between his cracks. <laughs> I think you did. Right? Yeah, I did, you know. And then, so those, Barbara and Yulia are laughing their ass off, trying not to, to like, capsize. So I'm like, hey, whatever, you know, CFM, keep going. Let's go. Yeah, I can. So then we're going, and I had my pack PFD in a weird configuration, and it has these little three or four straps underneath my lats and my arms. Well, with all the frustration, you know, and trying to get going and navigate, and I'm like, I didn't realize it was rubbing me that bad. It's like, oh, the water's warm. Yeah. So fast forward, we get to the other side. We find, uh, uh, let's see. 14. Checkpoints there. Yeah, I found a checkpoint. Then we go along the coast. We get this little goon, and there's one. 15 was up on this little high point on this little uh, point of the landmass. And we were trying to take the land to get to it. Right, so yeah. we're la- we're train associating and water navigation and everything. So we get up there, it's thick as hell. We get up in the shore, we stash our ass, we start climbing. We went to like four high points, all and they're all within three feet of each other in elevation. <laughs> and it's just about dark, or it's kind of light, and we're up on this great rock, huge tree, and I'm like, man, it's got to be and right then... here. And then? It's got to be right here, right? And then all of a sudden, Yuli goes, I mean, Jorge goes, Something in Spanish. And I'm like, corre, I, corre, I, corre. He's saying, run, 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 run. Turn around. By the time I turn around, it's like too late. I got stung by the infamous red wasp eight times. And that's the ones they warned us about. In the newsletter a couple weeks prior, they said mandatory update on equipment. You got to have EpiPens and some other crap. Super expensive in America. So luckily, the Mexico boys scored that for cheap. And uh, I wasn't allergic. Thank God I don't. I don't balloon up like anaphylactic shock, but let me mm-hmm. tell you, I never seen my three teammates move so fast to the thorn in the jungle. Well, I said, <laughs> "Run!" <laughs> and then when we got to out of in the clearing, they said, "We're leaving. We're not even going for this other yeah, one." That was the final straw. I'm like, like we're out of here. Number fifteen. That's yeah. <laughs> it. Can happen. Like the hell with it. Because <laughs> we, we, you know, it was like frustrating, and that was just like the final straw. I'm like, I'm out of here. And I'm like, oh, then telling myself all oh, these things will get better because i we still got another huge swim back across another lagoon yeah. no it didn't they burned all day they wow. stung like hell they hurt so huh. yeah and then i get out to the other shore and i'm on fire under my lats and my back it rubbed me completely raw so it was very well you you skipped a part about when we were getting ready to start to swim back across oh. <laughs> so now we gotta go back and the, and now we have a headwind of course mother nature mm-hmm. Waves are coming up, and it's a long, it's longer than Nordic Island's swim run. I mean, it's a long wave. Now we're three rafts. Like, okay, let's change it. Let's try a different technique. Maybe sideways, perpendicular, we can kick and whatever. We tried it all. So uh, we put the two boys together, the Mexico boys, Jorge and Yuli together, because they're smaller. Yeah. Trying to even out the weight. So (laughs) Jorge gets on the raft. (laughs) He holds it, and Yuli, I swear, I turn, and like he gets a launch off the bank, and he jumps on it <laughs> with his gear and pops it. Yeah. <laughs> Puts a hole in it. I'm like, ah, oh, Murphy, get off my back, man. So now we're down to two rafts, four people, do the math. That's our yeah. Yeah. And they have a headwind, and now we got to get back to <laughs> We tried track. to repair it because I had tenacious oh, yeah. tape and duct tape and a dry we sock. Threw, but yeah. We're like, no. We, yeah. We're like, I think we got it, but it was in like one of those weird hole creases. 
Yeah, of course, so, yeah. So basically, I said, screw it, give me that thing. I just rolled it up and made two, like, little balloons under my arms, one sticking out each side. And I'm like, give me a head start. <laughs> so I started paddling. <laughs> so I kicked and kicked, and then they, uh, we come up with the idea of doing relays. We're like, okay, go just relay each other across. It was a long, that was like. And then Gustavo came two, out. And gave like, it toe at the end. They, they come out and check on us. Are you guys all right? And we're like, oh, yeah. Just, just, no, they're just hanging out in this lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so a, just a it, day. Uh, yeah. That was like an hour and 45 minutes paddling. Almost two right. hours across that thing. It was ridiculous. And now it's uh, getting daylight. And we can see the shore. And whew, it was exhausting. So we get. So now I step off the thing into the volcanic rock and my sh- my altar my shoes rip on the whole side blew out the whole side so by the time i get to the ta i'm like well, i threw them away i tried to donate them to the little ranch guy there but i don't know if he got them yeah. so then <laughs> that has ripple effect later on because i had to do a uh mountain uh trekking section the 50 hour one in bike shoes yeah yeah, yeah. Hopefully they were enduro type, but um, yeah, but still, that's just yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I got, mean, when we realized got, that, I was like, serious. Yeah, <laughs> I only got one blister on that, but yeah, it's just uh, that's how our swim run rent. And the yeah. guy, you know, I get back to the team. I'm like, hey, can you get the thorns, the stinger out of? You know, I got stung quite a few times, and I showed him. He goes, they don't have, <laughs> they don't have stingers. I'm like, well, what is this? I had some other thorn in me from something. I'm like, well, yeah. whatever. Everything I learned, everything bites or stings you in the jungle in Paraguay. So, yeah, it, yeah. Um, it's so, the jungle. It's all trying to kill you. You know that, right? I'm telling you. So now we are on to what? Now we're on to a mountain bike section. We had to do a century, I think, right, Barbara? I think that was the century one, and it yeah. start. It rained as soon as we pulled out, and then it stopped raining and the temperature went up like 15 degrees in a matter of an hour. <laughs> we we're like stripping yeah. off clothing. I mean, it was crazy. So, so yeah. this long bike ride, is it like two track ro- gravel roads? What, what kind of, <laughs> it was gates. Okay. All so many gates, but it's kind of like Jeep trail, double track, single track mm-hmm. and climbing. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's not epic yeah. climbing, but, and then just when you think, Oh, it's a nice level spot or semi downhill. We'll just cruise through this little Jeep road. Yeah, epic sand like the oh. red. Sand oh my hell. gosh! But we're in the jungle. We're in the mountains, and it was like you couldn't even paddle pedal through it. It was crazy sand. But oh. luckily, it was like I don't know, not too far. But it, but then it's intermittent. You get going, oh more sand. So it was like really messing with our pace. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you did a great job with navigating through that. I was, you know, between the you know. Again, the bearing and the distance, and you looking at the map, and we we picked a way very carefully through that section. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, what... and then we got to the the ranch. The ranch. Remember that? Oh my God. So we've been waiting. <laughs> we come up. We come down a mountainside, and we can look across this little valley, and like, oh my God, there's the lights for the TA, because you know it showed the TA was in this little village, and you know you look you and the oh. So you think that's a pretty small village because the map scales keep changing between trekking and mountain biking. Mm-hmm. One over 50,000, one over 25,000. So I'm like, this has got to be it. And we've been just dying to get the TA. So we pull up to it. And it's like, oh, wow, that's a nice, nice fancy gates and all this. 
Yeah, like, like it's kind of locked up, yeah, though. <laughs> kind of locked up. So let's just go up and around like fish hook you. So we go up like a couple hundred meters and realize, no, let's go back. So we go this big ass wooden gate, start handing the mountain bikes over, and something happened. They mine slipped, and it, those guys that it, they, on the other side that dropped or slipped, and it crushed my one of my pinky fingers. So mm. that was that was an experience. <laughs> I said some expletives there. I think yeah. <laughs> maybe in, that, that and, needed no translating. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an international language. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, you, oh, but oh, go ahead, finish. So, finish. so then we get. Uh, what did we do? Okay, then we end up. At we the went field. in there, and then you're like, and then Jorge said, "No, this is a ranch." Yeah. <laughs> this is literally. like somebody's private property. <laughs> was, I'm talking big money, like it's a ranch, cattle ranch, uh. but it looked nice, TA. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. and I'm like, I think the TA is probably a couple of k up the road. When I looked yeah. at the. Oh. I think I was still still hallucinating, but yeah, so it was a couple K up. So we get there, and that was a great TA. We got food and fuel and and, uh, had to redo the maps. We got some sleep, right? Yeah, we slept like an hour and a half. I had petitioned for us to change and get walking, and the three of them said, nope, we're sleeping here. And I said, okay. So we, we slept for about an hour and a half there and then, um, started on the trek. Which yes, and then that's when I a... discovered I have to trek in mountain bike shoes. <laughs> yes, yeah. and I thought, oh, no, this is going to be terrible. But we, we set off, and um, we and so I got a lot of questions about this trek. I mean, first of all, I had this bushwhacking from the start, which caused almost a mutiny on my hands because we got those <laughs> little burrs on us. And I said, okay, I, I get it. I understand. You know, we'll not bushwhack. We don't have to. And then um, – as we were heading down into the Creek Canyon um, to get the first two checkpoints, I had to kind of try and match things up, which was good because it helped me later um, to figure some things out. And we went in there, boom, boom. And then um, we came out. Falls, yep. Yeah, there was beautiful. And then um, we came out and I said, okay, let's go across. And they said, absolutely not. And it turned out that was, and, you know, and people, a couple of people asked me, why didn't you just go across those two ravines? And it was very thick looking because it was about seven or eight K to go around. But mm-hmm. it turned out that's what all the teams did. And that was the recommended route was to go all the way around on the trail. Even though I had my machete called the Paracuda. <laughs> he was ready to chop us a trail. He was I had ready. a pair. I had this new machete for my birthday. It's got a saw. It's got a flint. It's got orange parachute cord that has a red cord down the middle you can start fires with. It's badass. And uh, I'm like, he I carried it all the way through Paraguay. Carried it all the way, and I I whacked a few things, and then I got tired. <laughs> <laughs> but but going through the villages, I was staring at it like, yeah, yeah. machete envy. <laughs> Sweet, and, that but, American uh, machete. I, I was training for Fiji. Yeah, so. Yeah. So but we as get, we were, go, but we discovered green oranges on this yes. part of the track. Think about that double negative: green oranges. Oh my mm. God, they, my lips forever. Yeah, we uh, the the locals. We they would give us water and they would give us, you know, um, you know, stuff to drink and stuff like that. Awesome. And um, they gave us you know fruit from their orchards, and some of this was green oranges. So we made it to the next um, entry for the checkpoint, and it was another waterfall, and hiked up through there. And then there was this one checkpoint 
where I was being a little stubborn and wanting to hit this one trail, and JD looked at the map and he said, Barbara, I get why you want to get that trail, but just go south, hit the big two-track, and call it good. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we did that, and um, you know, the, the, the trek went smoothly, but this was around the time JD started having – it was very hot. I mean, let's oh, be for God. real. It was so hot and humid through the whole race until the end. Brutal. And – this is what, around the time you just had to take off your shorts. Yep. When chafing. we got out of the, got out of the jungle. Big um, chafing. Yeah. And we were so copying they... all kinds of fences and barbed wire fences <laughs> and going through little villages. And... <laughs> so I just took my shorts off and I have a, my waist belt clip and I just clipped them through it so I had this like little uh, Adam patch, you know, like Adam and Eve patch up front yeah. with my bike shorts. And uh, um, pure white legs coming out of winter, and me arse is white. And uh, so when teams came up behind us, they're like, look away, look away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I walked for hours like that, and all these three or four teams around us, and I'm crossing the fences were scary because that was, that was dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, does, man. does that now, actually help? Yes, amazing. Okay. Because. You can vent and you don't get the rubbing and it was oh it's it's awesome. Yeah. I mean I'm not doing that for the for the hell of it. I mean yeah. Otherwise I just bike naked. <laughs> yeah. Puts color in your cheeks. That's what the bu- yeah. bumper sticker so, says. So you take it yeah. from there, Barbara. So anyway, we had a great. Um, we you know the, the trek went very smoothly. I thought, hmm. and I was super proud. I actually. Um, had some friends at home saying, I wonder if Barbara has the maps. That would be amazing if she's, like, navigating this big expedition race. Because in, in truth, you know, J.D. still, I mean, he hasn't had a chance to recover. And yeah. and is just fighting through all of this and, I, you know, I what they were doing. Exactly. I thought the green oranges were just limes on steroids. I thought it was <laughs> Yeah. And, I mean, and the good news is that Uli and Hori were doing everything to be helpful and supportive teammates. And yeah. um, so we were coming off the first part of the track, and I just had it in my head. This is going so well. We're going to keep going on the track. This is what I want to do. This is fantastic. And then um, JD's like, well, I'm a little nervous about continuing to cross barbed wire fences. And Jorge and Uli you know, were saying to me in Spanish, we really like riding mountain bikes. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm like, uh-oh, the riding's on the wall. And they said, well, let's go to this tienda <laughs> and have a conversation. And... Um, and this was the one that I felt the most nervous at because all of a sudden um, the men were looking at me up and down and, and trying to get my attention. And oh yeah, JD started right. noticing I would sit like off to the side, which is not my style. Yeah. But I just didn't want to invite any attention. Um, and I said, JD, pretend you're my husband because this could get really this, this that was the one tienda i was the most worried about uh-huh. um, and i got to say that was the first time i ever had that <laughs> asked of me in a race <laughs> oh. <laughs> pretend you're my husband i'm like okay <laughs> you're like this barbara is crazy but, to race with yeah. everything is going wild <laughs> i'm like okay but i don't have any shorts on <laughs> i know right and um and then um and so as we were leaving, Uli and Jorge both commented in Spanish that they saw what was kind of happening, and they kind of understood why I would sit off to the side and not talk to anybody. Um, 
So we went into the TA, and as we walked into the TA, they started playing some music for us. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were belting out Born in the USA by Springsteen <laughs> out in the middle of Paraguay. Man, it was awesome. It was hilarious. I died laughing. I wore my new red, white, and blue uh, cap sleeves. So the, that was a great. Yeah, and then um, and then they sat down and they were just like, "What is going on with you guys?" And we just got lots of questions and comments and uh, and you know just said it's just not what we had expected, but we just decided to have fun with it and um, and you know and, and then of course they played mariachi music right after "Born in the USA" for Jorge Uli and um, and then we we got the maps together. And had a little bit of a sleep. A volunteer actually loaned me her air mattress. I think you got one too, JD, didn't you? I did. It was outstanding. I know. Nice. We slept for like two hours on an air mattress and got up to get back on the bikes to head to the kayak. But we have a couple of bike stories before we get to the big kayak story. Yeah. So when we uh, – is that where when we came into the TA, that's where the, the referee gave me my first warning? Oh, that's when you got the public nudity warning. That's right. I got the public nudity warning because, you know, the new ARW, yeah. whatever rules, and the old guy from um, Australia was there with his wife, and he's like, just a warning, just right when I'm getting ready to leave because he, he heard all the stories on the trail from the teams being around us. Yeah, they didn't funny. have a problem with it. And I go, think about it. I go, public nudity. Hmm, I'm on the trail in the middle of nowhere in Paraguay. There's no one around except for random my teammates that's not yeah. public. So technically, I'm not in the TA naked because I, I put my stuff back on. Yeah, you put like a couple miles out. You put your shorts miles back out. On. I'm like, okay, but you know, I'm decent yeah. that way. So then we get the map. We get ready to leave, and he's now he's he's hovering around me like like Velcro, right? He's just mm -hmm. my shadow. And lo and behold, Murphy again. Never had my red rear light go out on me. And oh, that's right. It would turn on, but it wouldn't flash and then turn off. I'm like, what the. So now he's like, well, you got to find one. So luckily, Jorge um, had a headlamp that worked as a flasher. I'm like, it's just one thing after another. So, you know, he's just looking to get me a, a, yeah. a penalty or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm sure there was a ton of traffic that was going to run you over without one red light. Well, I mean, there were plenty of cattle that we had to get out of the way. I forgot about those two bulls that we had to, you had to oh, shoe off. Yeah. I forgot about that. But anyway, so we're on the bikes, and we get up into the mountain, and we couldn't see more than, what, two feet in front of us because of the fog. fog. Remember that? Yeah, super raining, foggy. It was crazy. It was dark because we set off at about 3 a.m., I guess. Yeah. And then we went up into the mountains, and, and we were doing pretty good, and, you know, you know not too terribly eventful other than, they when I had to go off for a number two, they were convinced I'd gone to Uruguay. Um, <laughs> that was how long I took. Gone so but, long, like she went down the hill, lost elevation. Well, I had a lot. Note, I didn't like lose a lot of. I, later, I had like, time. You... I needed time. Oh, okay, I'm like you went to Uruguay to go number two. To take a poop. Yeah. It, I, you know, it, it was just I needed a little extra time. It was three days. You know, well, come on. It, it, was, it was some good views up there. We just hung out and stretched. She was <laughs> like, where is she in Uruguay? Um, but we came down the mountain, and what, lo and behold, was, was, of course, at the bottom of the mountain was a 
tienda. Okay. Yeah. And we walk in, and the guys immediately see three ginormous Miller beers. And what did you guys say? Miller time. Miller time. Miller time. Of course it is. It's nine in the morning. morning. We just came through a national park, and there's you know there's like these little tour shops on the way in, but we're going out of the entrance. And I was like, oh hell yeah, because the sun is coming out. (laughs) And it's so funny because they're actual Miller beers from America, but the local beers. A big bottle like that was called Pilsen, but these were the best Miller beers ever at nine in the morning. It was outstanding. <laughs> and then uh, Yuli, the young guy, decides to follow his up with a big thing of chocolate milk. And <laughs> take it from there, Barbara. Tell him what happened. Oh God! Well, and then he said, "Oh, no siento bien." He's saying in Spanish, "I don't feel good. I think yeah. I'm drunk." <laughs> and Jorge started laughing so hard that he could hardly contain himself. I mean, he was like biking like a drunk person because he was laughing so hard. And and um, and JD's like, "What is going on?" I said, "Uli's drunk." And he was like, "Are you even kidding?" Me? He said, "Of course he is." And so he was swerving all up and down the road. It was hilarious. Well, uh, well, first, and then, so JD takes us up this hill. <laughs> Because I'm laughing so hard and not focused on the map, I missed the turn. So we did about a uh, about a, a kilometer halfway. No, yeah, it was two k. Because you had me hill. doing the distance. We went up a gradual hill about a click and a half, and then we get to this intersection. I'm like, oh guys, sorry man, it's back down there. And you like goes, I, <laughs> and you started swearing up and down. I mean, it reminded like me ready to hurl. <laughs> I know it reminded me that when he got mad at you with the super secret scroll trail. When we got back out on the same road, he he started swearing. I'm not even going to swear in Spanish on the radio. And then he said in Spanish, we're on the same road, J.D. (laughs) (laughs) So now he's pissed at me because he's super sick, and I made him do hill repeats. And I said, hey, man, it's good training for Fiji. Yeah, you go. So we came back down the hill, and we turned out on the road, and JD, I'm going to run with this one because this is where I had my you know, issue and a humbling point for me. And this is a story I've told a lot of people that, you know, here it's Thursday, midday, it's hot as all get out. We're biking out to the kayak and uh, we were moving pretty good. But then I just started dropping speed because I was getting really hot. And then I had two hot flashes like right in a row, boom, boom. And, um, which was just so weird. I was like, how is it I'm having these hot flashes? And I was trying to explain to Jorge and Uli what was going on. And the way they understood it is that I was getting overheated and getting sick. And I was like, no, this is – I was trying to explain it's temporary. And so they biked up ahead and went up to a tienda house or something. Fortunately, no beer there. And um, asked a woman if she had ice. And then when I pulled up, I could hear her in her ice house chopping ice for me wow. because they were so worried about me which was so sweet i mean which is how rare is that in the jungle ice yeah 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 and, you know because they were just so worried and i was like i would have been fine but it was very kind and i felt very humbled by that and so we had probably another 10k to go to get into town to get to and so we pull in to the ta and JD says, "Hey, 
And I'll let JD take it from here because mm-hmm. it was hilarious. Remember what they said? Oh my God! So we get this little <laughs> village, and you can see like the logistics trucks, kind of a big panel van, trying to get to this skinny gate. I'm like, oh, here's the TA. We actually had to spike past it and shoot the gap. And there's like this covered soccer field, big um, warehouse looking thing. And there's a few bike boxes there, right? But we don't see yeah. our bike boxes. I'm like, holy crap, they must be in that truck that we just passed. We beat our bike boxes here. <laughs> and no kidding. I turn around and there's the old guy with his wife, the referee. And they literally <laughs> said, why are you here? And we just paused and looked at each other and we're like, well, I've never had that asked before. Rick. That's a really good question. We've been asking that question like, of ourselves the last day or so. <laughs> looking at each other, like we started questioning ourselves. Like, I know I'm at the right TA. I'm like, why? Are, like, why are we here? So it becomes this running. Like, it would just like fall down, like the most, you know, craziest question you could ever ask. Like, and a TA, and a TA. Yeah. And so yeah. they went and got our bike boxes, and we quickly transitioned so that we could pack up our bikes and be on our way. Um, it was a 10K trek to get to the mm-hmm. um, to the, the kayak. Yeah. Yep, to the river. And, uh, to and the, lo and behold, behemoths. I had this girl stalking me. I had this little oh, girl following me for like a click or two. Just because I tried to practice my Spanish on her. And I said like three full sentences because Barbara dared me, and I, you know, I no, won, you. I think I won a free beer or something. No, that, no, no, that's, that's not how back. that went down. But oh, we'll that, oh yeah, how'd it go down? That out. I might have been hallucinating, but she followed us for a couple of clicks. And I'm like, no joke. <laughs> so that would be but, true. A girl did follow him. <laughs> you were. And then uh, he was thinking of swapping out a teammate. I'm not sure which one at the time. But <laughs> <laughs> Rock paper scissors. <laughs> <laughs> so check this out, Randy. So Murphy is still on my back. So now we get to the beach. Mm-hmm. Open our paddle bags. I have a Simon River Sports five-piece paddle. <laughs> Been around the world. Yeah. Guess what? Four somehow pieces. They, five, not four. Yeah. Somehow they crushed one of the collars as it had yeah. four little dots on it. I don't know what they put on it because there's a big hole in the bottom of my new bag. Anyways, it's crushed. So I'm like, great. Now I can't tighten my paddle down on one side, and we have a 130-kilometer paddle. So luckily, there's this guy there having a little beach party. With, by the way, cooked his burgers. It's awesome. Great hospitality. Sweet. Oh, my gosh. And it was like our last supper. And he's like a motorcycle guy that races like I do, and he had two zip ties, so a two-cent fix. We put them around the collar, saved our bacon. Wow. Because they wouldn't have helped. And what are the odds of that? Yeah. Well, so... so... We, we, Luck yeah. is starting to go your way, right? Well, we, tried, we tried our kite, we tried our sail, and then we got going on the rivers. It's still daylight. We had about, what, an hour and a half, two hours of daylight. Mm-hmm. And take it from there, Barbara. So one thing that happened um, is that we realized <laughs> that Uli and I needed to swap positions. So we stopped at one point to swap positions so that I could be in the stern. And, um, and then we also discovered, which we hadn't been told about, with these fishing lines that cross the river. And at at night, night, um, fishermen come out and put these taut fishing lines that are like clotheslines. They're called called trot lines, T-R-O-T. We use them out west for like catfishing. Mm -hmm. So you get the legal 
they're unmanned ways to fish. But they yeah. didn't brief us with that at all. There's no briefing about these trot lines. Which is fair night. that they're doing it, but we just you would have to grab it and quickly pass it to your teammate. So and, and I mean it, it was like yeah, it was like line what? after line after it was crazy. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened in that moment. Actually, I've been meaning to ask you this, JD. Uh, yeah, I'm really we, tired. We Somehow, Uli and I. Yeah. Yeah, Uli and I found ourselves parallel to one of them, and then all of a sudden we were tipped, flipped, flipped over, and right in front of a big tree that was in the middle of the river. Luckily, the river was only like you know class one ish. Yeah. And warm. I'm talking the warmest river I've ever paddled. Oh, I know. I put so my now, hands in it to yeah, warm up. Nice. And we're like 20 yards downstream from him, and it's like chaos, like splashing and yelling, and like, oh my god, this, you know, Loch Ness monster's got him. <laughs> 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 and and um, even so much so the local fishermen woke up and started pulling, pushing his boat around. So now uh, Jorge and I are picking up the, the yard sale. We went downstream, upstream, went all around the trees. We got one paddle, and guess what? Murphy's log in. My paddle was gone. Up an hour, spent an hour upstream, downstream. The fishman, you know, it's got reflective. It's a four-piece, nice, uh, epic paddle. It floats. It's got reflective. Nope, gone. Huh. Disappeared. Yeah. So we thought, what's the thing? After because we had plenty of time to think about it. After we kept paddling, <laughs> either the fisherman got it and scored the most epic paddle, no pun intended, there yeah. ever. For his, uh, or. He, it got pushed down under, and it's on that tree, so it never came up. Yeah. We got four Joes, four racers, and three paddles. Kind of like how we had four people and three air mattresses. Yeah. And then two. But, I mean, yeah. so we, we keep going. Uli and I shared a paddle. I mean, we, we pulled out my toe and got the toe going and um, just swapped paddles until the big storm came across. This <laughs> just gets better. The big storm came across, and um, we couldn't see the lines anymore, okay. the fishing lines. And so we pulled off. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, the the one night it rains out of the whole five days, we're on the river in the middle of the night. And it's freezing. But I, oh, it'll pass. Nope, it was deluge. It just kept wow. going. Like, oh, okay, let's go to the beach. Nice beach. No, I'm like, we just slide up. Put the nose attack on there and just lean back. I'm like, okay, maybe 20, 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, about 30 minutes or so later, I wake up. I'm in the front <laughs> of the kayak. I'm halfway in the water. My headlamp's underwater. My arm, I'm completely almost drowning. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm cocked out with those meds. And then finally, I'm like, okay, let's pull up the boat on the beach. Let's sleep, sleep. We get in a puppy pile, and I tell Barbara, I'm like, right here, lay your. Uh, we went the lightest. You know, uh, yeah. mercy blankets instead of the nice AMK, you know, bivvies. We did this the space sheet, yeah, the crap sheet thing. So I'm like, lay down right here, yours, and then we'll lay next to you. Then we'll sandwich the other ones, and I'm like, it'll be as warm as a Dutch oven. Barbara's like, on the ground before I even said oven. <laughs> I know, really. I was like, because I was, I have Reynolds syndrome, and so when I get oh, cold, no. I get really cold. Yeah. And I was like, puppy pile, puppy pile, puppy come pile. on. And I was completely out of Spanish by that. I just couldn't think and talk <laughs> yeah, in Spanish. It's crazy. So, so we get layering, and Jorge's on the end, Barbara, and then uh, Yuli in his own special duff uh, bivy, which is really nice. He just 
become like a little cucumber or a cocoon, and I'm on the end. And then we found another use for my sail that I bought in 2013 for Costa Rica worlds I've only used once. Yeah. It works great as a rain cover on top of the space blanket. Sweet. So those guys use that, and then like a you know, half hour into the sleeping, I hear Barbara, cover my legs, cover my legs. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> we ripped one of the blankets. I was on the end. It was like, oh my gosh, we slept a couple hours. <laughs> we sleep a couple hours and it's just getting light. And Barbara's like, I can't. I gotta get up. I gotta get moving. Let's go. And I'm like pushing my hand over on her. I'm like, like the snooze button. I'm like, just five more minutes. <laughs> and, and I, I went all. That's where, mom, that's where mom kicked in. She mommed us. She's like, get up, let's go. <laughs> and I'm like ripping the emergency blankets off of them. I'm like oh, pushing them. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> We gotta go. We gotta go. It was a good thing. So now it's daylight, and then we kept going from there. So then, just like the air mattresses, we kind of come up with different techniques. Like we actually took a part of paddle to do like the Canadian canoe paddle type thing, right? But the cracks yeah. were kind of wide, and that was a whole nother episode of self. Barbara trying to teach. Uh, oh, we uh, lost really your JV a little bit. <laughs> oh, I know. It was that was crazy, but that was tearing up our hands because of the exterior. Yeah. yeah. And then. And then um, I don't know, I don't know if I ever told you, JD, how I got Uli to speed up so much. Remember when we, I, oh. I was so surprised we got ahead, and no, I told him if we paddle really hard, we only have two more hours. Oh my god! <laughs> I lied to him. I completely lied. <laughs> Lo and behold, he didn't know that. Yeah. I know, really. Yeah. But, and how many uh, hours did you really have? Four. So, six, that's not so bad. Four, yeah. six, something like that. Yeah. So we actually stopped along the bank, and they stopped and got some a random Fanta, big Coke out of nowhere, like some little cabin. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then, like, uh, 10Ks from the end, there's a real, the river kind of turns, and there's lights, and it's still night now. Yeah, because this is going on a long, long, long paddle—130 kilometers with three paddles and four yeah. people. So, um, we had the stand bar, and I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" Because our headlights were failing, and we've been, you know, at night so long. Yeah. And like, and at the same time, this bird flew up, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, everything's distracting me." So I'm like, "Oh, let's go this way," instead of towards the lights. I, I turned a little bit too soon. We went in this little estuary type thing. Had another little, you know, couple k little. Poor guide, thank you. No, it's a shit. So people dot watching, like, what are they doing? Because it, it runs parallel to the real river. I'm like, oh, just checking, you know, yeah, for uh, red wasp over here. Yeah, yeah, red <laughs> wasp deck. Anyhow, so we get our bearings straight. Now we're paddling, and we're like, come on, guys. I'm like, we're less than five k's away, and it parallels the road, and we really picked it up there and hitting sandbars. It was just a mess of sandbars and. We land about nine ish, twenty one hundred nine twenty nine something at night, and oh my gosh! And remember, Barbara, she like help me out of the boat. I know because <laughs> so my legs her, were so. I tried to put her sandals on, but her feet are <laughs> <And> swollen. <laughs> I know my feet were swollen, and then and I'm like, help me out of the boat, and he's like showing my painted toenails to the photographer. Look, her toenails just look really great. I'm like, get me out of this boat. <laughs> You know, all the strobes and the lights, the bright light, like they're just glowing like fishing lures. Like, look at those pink toenails. 
I was like, just get me out of this boat. I just want out. I just want I, out. I, I got to tell you, it's the only time I've been out of a, getting out of a boat like that after 29 hours of paddling that I was actually able to move myself because the water was so warm. I didn't even wear gloves or I, I had no shoes on the whole time. Wow. It was amazing. So then we, yeah, have, then we find out we got to walk, walk almost two Ks or a K, a K. to the finish line. Yeah, that's a that sucks. Good way to warm up, and we go to this Hotel Villa Florida, and then yep. the art, music playing, and a big fiesta, and beer, and so we got in about ten, nine thirty, ten o'clock, and that's take it from there, Barbara. We got in, we got done. Yeah, that was great. We got in and got done, yeah. and I, now, I think we were only one of the three teams that did the the long whole paddle. Paddle. And that's why and they were so surprised we were there. They said you yeah, could have just done the short course paddle. But right. we said, no, we have all this time. Let's go ahead and do the yeah. full yeah. course. So, yeah, you know, Nick Racing, uh, Columbia, they did the whole nine yards. But then the Ur- Uruguay team that won number two position, they actually got – they pulled the the plug on the tracker, and they got rescued 10 Ks from the end because the guy freaked out and had hypothermia. So they still counted them as finishing, but we're um, one of three teams that did the whole paddle. So – uh, watch out for those trot lines. They're hell at night. <laughs> yeah, that that, that yeah. sounded well. When I'm reading that and seeing that, you know, of course, I'm thinking the electric fences at at Primal Quest. Yeah, the Cheyenne River. So, so at least they weren't yeah. electrified. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hey, that's I. We forgot to mention after my chafing with the bike shorts are off, and I created like the little atom patch. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so to avoid the referee, whatever I created the the man diaper, the miper. Out of his jersey. <laughs> I cut my jersey under the sleeves because my laps were killing me, and then threaded it through my buckle or my waist belt, and it worked great. So uh-huh. I had like this big man diaper, miper. So. so and JD discovered. I didn't want to get referee warning number three because uh, you know it's like baseball. That's right. Oh, because get... we, initial warning was for Barbara. Doing our map. Oh, I had a map. I hadn't used it yet. Look, electronic roller. That's no bueno. So we got a warning for that. I hadn't used it yet, but they still gave me a warning. Yeah, well, you American cheaters and your fancy stuff and your nakedness. (laughs) Probably next thing, they're probably going to update the rules like no drinking beer. Yeah, oh my god. Come on. Let's not get too crazy here. Yeah. Well, Columbia Viterade was spotted at a hacienda. Yeah. Having a beer. So uh, yeah. on the way to the kayak. So we I mean yeah. I, I'm not company. saying I'm an advocate for it, but <laughs> So but So basically um, in the end, Randy, in the end yeah. we uh after we recovered we were waiting at the airport and all that, Barbara and I started going doing this list. Of, you know, Murphy the monkey was on our back. Yeah. And we got up to like 48 things that happened. <laughs> it was absurd. Wow. And uh, you know what? We just, it's how you react to these things on expedition racing. And, you know, like I said, Paul Barber, she learned what CFM stands for. So yeah. that's how we did it. And great teamwork. <laughs> great teamwork. And it was definitely a South American experience for sure. Yeah. Sick as I've ever been. Ugh. I'm still sick. Three weeks now. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you probably got a little run down, you know. Yeah. A little. Yeah. One so, of the Barbara, what? Things, yeah. What uh, one use? of the last funny things is uh, Barbara, when we, uh, uh, Jorge, you know, throughout the race, the mosquitoes are bad. Oh. He kept singing in Spanish.
like, like Moscow. Moscow, you know. Uh, <laughs> Peach, Peach Toto. Hilarious. So when we pull up to the beach at what at nine o'clock at night, and uh, the cameras are there all there, and there's Barbara's in the video now for that famous thing, right, Barbara? Same. Yeah, I'm saying pinche kayak, pinche expedition guaraní, pinche agua, pinche toto. <laughs> like <laughs> screw everything, get me out of here. <laughs> but I was laughing, so that's yeah. good. So what do you think after doing your first? international ready for another one or going to be a day or two oh i it'll be a minute um, okay but i it'll be uh-huh. a minute i mean i i have to admit i walked away with like three blisters and a monster bruise um and you know a little bit of a cold but um you know i yeah. i i i fared remarkably well i felt great um, but these are things, you know, not to take lightly and, yeah. um, and I'll definitely do one again. And I'm so grateful for the experience to have had this experience so that when I go again, I'll be just that much more prepared and ready to go. Yeah. Do you Thank think you, JD. Maybe, yeah. Um, do you think maybe you won't do a South American one next? Um, I, I would prefer to do one in English. I have to admit. I mean, even though everyone said your Spanish was great, you did great. Uh, it was really hard to constantly try to think in another language. Mm, yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I get that. That's like um, people like JD and me that can't hear anything. Yeah, after, you huh? have to concentrate so hard on listening all the time <laughs> <laughs> just to hear. It gets yeah. to be a little old. So, yeah, um, well, JD heard me, I think, the whole time, <laughs> especially when I went La Madre on them. <laughs> oh, yeah. El Loco. I know. Loco he called Madre. me my, I know, my nickname was either Madre or Pharmacia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, well, it sounds sort of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Barbara, do you, do you have anything planned for the rest of the year? It is early yet. Yeah, actually, um, you know, going to Mission. Um, there's also a gravel race across Michigan that I'm doing. Um, my friend Brenda Carlson Brown and I, Bestie, and I are doing um, the, the addiction, um, I think, with Shari. And um, it looks like she's interested in doing it with us. And we're going to have a two-week adventure around that. And then, of course, Wilderness Traverse and uh, – couple of michigan races hopefully make it to nationals um yeah we'll see you know yeah. it's, it it started off with a bang <laughs> it did <laughs> so, and jd i know you got a ton of stuff oh my yeah, yeah uh yeah. in about yeah. five days i'll be racing expedition oregon <laughs> yeah with and who's going to be there with you uh, Rodney and Amy from Naira, and then uh, no, yeah. I don't mean those people. Oh, who important is going to be with you? Oh, the who is going to have lunch with you? Yeah. Randy, nice. <laughs> I know yeah. the perfect spot. That's great. Okay, cool. Look. So Barbara probably doesn't know that it's sort of a tradition for us to have lunch in the middle of a race. So we're really. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like four continents. I think we have Europe, U.S. Yeah, I think it, I think it started in 2011 in the apex in Switzerland. Yep. <laughs> Costa Rica, Rica. Yep. Ecuador, Tahoe. So yeah, it's a good time. Yep. 
Um, so what after that? What else is? Oh, for me, then I yeah. got. Uh, so that takes care of April. All of May, I got to go be all I can be, play Army. Okay. California. California. Then June, I'm thinking maybe the British Columbia BC bike race, BCBR. This is a six day stage race. Yeah. And then, or June, um, oh, sorry, that's July. June, Jorge puts on a race called X Across Hidalgo. Three days, mountain bike stage race, but like 18 bazillion feet of uh, elevation gain. Oh. It's cool. I've, um, yeah. I've seen, then, you know, I don't know if it's that one, but I've seen some in Mexico that, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and then August, maybe, uh, maybe I tear in Scotland or some uh, other local races. And then uh, some super secret squirrel thing in September. Yeah, we <laughs> we won't talk about, so. Yeah. Right. The, 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 that that shall not be named. Yeah, yeah the right. race that won't be named. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, right. got it. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun. It was a little, during the dot watching, it may have been, a, it was a little like, hmm, I wonder how this is really going. Yeah. So. How much beer are they drinking? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Like it pretty much turned into survival situation. Then we just made the most out of it. Yeah. Hey, that's adventure racing, right? Exactly. So, all right, yeah. cool. All right, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to feed a dog, and we're going to go play in the woods. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks, Randy. Coffee says, says hi to Chili. Chili dog. Okay. Appreciate all, right. all that yeah. you do, guys. All right, yeah, thank right you. On. Thank you. Was, Talk to you soon. People will like this one. Thanks. All right. I hope okay. so. Bye. All right. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen. See you in a week. Yeah, right. Roger that. All right. Bye. 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 I am com. Las Vegas. Yeah, I hear it pretty good. Woo! Get your pants off the ground. Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. Go in your mouth. Head turn sideways. Pants hit the ground. Call yourself a cool cat. Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. on the ground, slipping, slamming with your pants on the ground, walking like a duck, thinking like a duck, talking like a duck, quack, quack, put your pants on the ground, woo, get your pants off the ground, pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground, go in your mouth. 